Hello again and welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. As always, if it's time to talk about your retirement and building a plan, start at our website, 365retirement.com. Click on the button that says, talk to an advisor. We are actually going to have a conversation today about when you come to this decision about retiring and what that means. Because, Sam, people come to you for all different kind of reasons. A lot of times you'll say to me, they came in and they said, it's just time. It's just time for me to have this conversation and start to plan this out. But there's lots of other reasons that people come to you as well. 100%. I mean, you know, for the longest time, we've always had that magic birthday, 65, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, people retire later. And certainly a lot of times we're seeing more and more people these days retiring earlier. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you need to be aware of if you're retiring earlier. Maybe you're working longer because you need to. But there's just so much that goes into the recipe. And later on the show, we're going to piggyback a little bit off of ARP. They had this great article. It talks about 10 things that no one tells you about early retirement. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about some of the pitfalls that people should be aware of. But yeah, you know, we all come to work nine to five each and every day. These days, a little bit different because we're working from home half the time. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, for that one goal, which is to retire and not do it anymore. We want to retire and we want to retire well. We want to retire. We want to stay retired. You want to retire once. Yeah, exactly you don't right. Want, you don't want to go back, make a mistake and have to go back. Yeah. So that brings up, I mean, people will come to you, not only it's time or, hey, could I do this? Could I retire a little bit early? But there's also situations where people, there's a health event, there's an event that happens in their life and it really makes a big mark on them. And they yep. say, you know what? What am I doing? Wasting my time at work in my 60s. I can do this. We sometimes run across that when they have an actual health you know, scare on themselves mm-hmm. or maybe a loved one passed away recently and they're saying, hey, you know, why am I still running on the treadmill at nine? I need to get off of this treadmill and it's time to, you know, enjoy retirement, smell the roses. And then other times, to your point, they don't have a choice. They're forced to. They got blindsided. Maybe mm-hmm. they got laid off. The, you know, they were there for, you know, 25 years, never thought it would happen to them, but right. it did. You know, so in a lot of different circumstances, we need to sort of take a test run and be prepared if you're going to be okay when that day finally comes. And a lot of times we're helping people sort of just get that answer because think about it, Randy, you know, we, we go to work each and every day. We're contributing into our 401k. Hopefully we're paying down debt. Hopefully we're saving a little bit more, you know, for what, right? Mm -hmm. That day when the paycheck stops, you're going to have to make sure that your savings is going to last you for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. So you can't just go into that retirement without testing it, without testing the waters and taking a trial run and see if it's going to work. So that's really why we exist in many cases when people come in and you ask them, hey, you know, Randy, why'd you come in? Or Joe, why'd you come in? Or Sally, why'd you come in? They might tell you the same thing in a different way, Mm -hmm. but it really comes down to, hey, do I have enough? And is it going to last me through retirement? They're listening to this show. They're thinking about retirement. They probably have something in their mind that says, okay, this is when I'm going to go. And so they've got a target date. Do you find that most people have that when they walk through the door? I mean, I wouldn't say a precise date, an exact date, but Mm -hmm. sure, you know, within a year or so. Okay. We find it more and more, you know, after the pandemic, people realize that life is too short and anything can happen. We are talking to, we've always talked to a lot of people in that retirement red zone. You know, when you kind of, You know, listen, I'm 57 years old, and I didn't think the way I think today even five years ago. Right. I don't know what the date is, but, you know, like you reach mid-50s, you think about 
family. I always thought about family, but you think about, hey, you know, my kids are going to be okay. You know, after they graduate, what am I going to do? Am I still going to have to sort of uh, help line the wallet a little bit and help support them in some way, shape, or form? You know, am I saving enough for retirement? Is it going to come in 10 years? Is it going to come in eight years? Is it going to come in 12 years? Is Social Security still going to be there? You hear all this rumbling about they're going to pay you less. How's that going to affect me? So, yeah, you think more and more, and people want to come in and say, hey, look, you know, I've worked really hard. I've done, I think I've done all the right things, and here's my stuff. Tell me, am I on track? And we have those conversations a lot. Yep. That's where the 365 retirement plan comes in, and the first thing we do is we use that dirty word very softly. We say, budget. Okay, so we got to figure <laughs> I out. Was, I was a little tense. I'm like, what dirty words are you going to say now? <laughs> well, we got to figure out what you're spending now per month while you're working, and then we got to figure out what you're going to be spending per month while you're in retirement. It's just a very simple process of what's coming in, what's going out, and Sam, we've got to do that math. We've got to do that. Randy, you'd be shocked shocked at how many times I've asked that question. So tell me, how much do you spend? And the answer sometimes is, jeez, you know, I don't really know. You know, <laughs> There's always <laughs> enough. Mean, and then you say, well, how, you know, how about a range? Is it, it 5,000? Is it 7,000? And right. the same answer is, I really don't know. And listen, folks, if you if when you're listening to the show and you're close to retirement and you're thinking about exactly all the things that we're talking about, you really need to know what your monthly, quote unquote, burn rate is. Mm-hmm. Because how are we supposed to help you figure out if you've saved enough or not if we don't know how much you're going to be withdrawing, right? right? If you have a pension, Social Security, maybe rental income, maybe you have a great stock portfolio of dividends and you spend very little, well, you know, you you don't have to have a lot because you have plenty of income. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes we meet people that – and like most of us today – we don't have pensions. We have Social Security that we're wondering if it's going to still pay us what they promise they're going to pay us. And, you know, we live a nice lifestyle, right? We have some, we have some habits that cost a lot of money. Like in, in Randy's case, you have a lot of golfing expenses. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you get my drift, right? Yep. So if you don't know if you're going to spend 5000 or $10,000 a month, there's no way for us to give you a good indicator if you are going to be all set, if you're on track, or maybe you need to work a little bit more and a little bit harder. So, yeah, that's really the first place to start. How much do you need a month? And I'm not talking about getting by, right? I'm talking about understanding that you have basic spending needs, which is your essential expenses, your your taxes, your health care, your, your cell phone bill, your utilities, your car insurance, I mean, the basic stuff. Maybe you still have a mortgage. And then we want to understand what your budget might be is going to be for fun, mm-hmm. right? For lifestyle expenses, taking vacations, or once a year, is it four times a year? Uh, do you have a golf membership? Do you have other things that's quote unquote under the lifestyle category? And then you add those two numbers together, and then you really start from there. So you've kind of dipped your toe into the water to the next step in this. Once you figure out what's going out, then we have to figure out what's coming in. So you've done this work. You're, you know you got a Social Security check. You might have a pension check. You've got some savings. You've got a 401K, and you say to Sam, how does this become my paycheck in retirement? And now we have to figure out what's coming in and how we develop that income. Protection income growth, we talked about that last week. So this is that that segment of that. That income segment. Yeah, you know, it's logical, right? You Once you figure out how much is going, out, you got to figure out how much is coming in. Mm-hmm. And if you can match those numbers together and on a, either a very consistent basis or pretty darn close, 
then I can sense like the anxiety and the shoulders going down because you know you're going to have either you know three or four guaranteed income sources for the rest of your life. That's that's a fantastic feeling. Mm-hmm. And then other times, you know, we test the waters, and that's not the case. So we got to build it. Back in the day when we first started this, some thirty years ago, you know, life was different, right? I know my parents came to America. And, you know, they didn't make a lot of money in their retirement, but they had that three-legged stool. They had, mm-hmm. both of them had pensions. My mom was an elementary school principal. My dad worked for the government. So they had pensions. I have friends that are f- retired firefighters. I have friends that are retired from even Verizon back in the day where they got 80% of their last three years average pay for the rest of their lives. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's an unbelievable benefit. So, mm-hmm. you know... Part of that three-legged stool is your pension. The other one is Social Security. And we can talk more about Social Security later. But, mm-hmm. you know, Social Security has some challenges. And thank goodness they talked about figuring out what to do with the debt ceiling so those, those Social Security checks don't stop. Right. But, you know, that will peak its head again five years from now and ten years from now. I guarantee that. So Social Security is an ongoing sort of, you know, thing that we have to watch out for. And then lastly is your own income, your own way of getting monthly paychecks from either a 401k, maybe you have dividends, maybe you have an annuity, whatever the case may be, it's you're on your own. So when we put those three things together, we'd like to see that number be pretty darn close to your your expense, the outgoing number. Do you find that once people know that number, Sam, that they know that there's more coming in than there is going out, they start to relax about this, and that's when the emotions start going, okay, maybe I can really do this. Randy, I've never met anybody that complained about having too much income, (laughs) right? Right. It really takes the anxiety out of retirement when you know exactly where the money is coming in from. So we talk about growth, protection, and income. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, when you're retired, income is the most important segment. Protection second and the growth third. Mm -hmm. Assuming you have, you've done a decent job. When you're in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you know, growth is the most important thing. And income is probably the least important thing because you have an income stream by going to work every day. You know, so yeah, matching those two numbers together. And again, it's very basic. It's very elementary. We just want to make sure that enough is coming in to take care of what's going out. And when you're working, we don't really have to think about that because you have a paycheck either once a week or once every other week. So that's a very good place to start. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. We're talking today about the decision to retire, and we're breaking it down in three ways. Retiring on your own terms, retiring if you're forced to retire, and perhaps retiring early. So right now we're talking about retiring on your terms. And Sam, when I think about giving my boss notice that Mm. I'm going to retire, I think five years ago, I would think that I'd be a marked man. All of a sudden, if (laughs) if there's going to be a layoff, they already know that I'm on the glide path and I'm going to be the first name on that list. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a danger there right now. I think that might have changed a little bit with the workforce because it's a little different now. What's your what's your take on that? I I don't know. I actually think if you raise your hand today, 
they might come back and say, hey, look, you're too valuable. Assume we're talking about Randy. You know? <laughs> you're too valuable. We don't want you to go. Okay. We're going to give you a pay raise, you know? Okay. So I might try yeah, that. <laughs> you might try that. See if it works. Tell me tomorrow. Okay. Um, I, I think, you know, depending on your situation, there, there certainly could be some risks. And then, you know, depending on your relationship with your higher-ups, your immediate boss, the boss above him or her, and, you know, maybe you come to an agreement and say, hey, look, you know, I, I've done this for 35 years, I'm 67, kind of always envisioned retirement at 65, I'm long overdue. And they might come back and say, hey, look, you know, so how about you stay on as a contractor and, mm -hmm. you know, we'll pay mm -hmm. you an hourly rate, we'll just take away the health benefits and you can work three days a week, that type of thing. So, mm -hmm. you know. Depending on your particular relationship with your higher-ups, it could be an easy conversation. It could be a hard conversation. You know, my friend uh, who lives next door to me, he worked for AT&T for years yeah. and years and years, and he would always have to go through that, oh, they just offered another package. You know, the employer came out and said, okay, for those of you who the math works, they have this formula that goes in there, and, uh, and you can retire or take the package, but know this – that two years from now, the package may be different. It may be less. It may not have the health in there as well. So these are the things that you've got to kind of weigh out. Have you had people come to you, Sam, and say, hey, they just gave out a new package. I'm yeah. wondering if I should take that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, people, if you work in a big office, there's a lot of water cooler talk, right? Mm -hmm. Buzz goes, hey, so-and-so, did you hear about so-and-so? And right. I think... I don't, I don't think, I know people are looking for the package, mm -hmm. right? They don't want to mm -hmm. walk away from something that could be down the road, say, three months from now. So stick around, suck it up, and work a little harder. Uh, and then I'll leave, you know, on the 91st day, not the 90th day, that right. type of thing. Right. So, yeah, packages are great depending on who you work for. You know, corporate America today, depending on the sector, a lot of companies are doing well. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're able to maybe – thin out the workforce and give you an incentive to retire early. I mean, during the pandemic, companies like Google, you know, they hired and they staffed up. And today they're laying off people, not because they're not good workers, just they have too many workers, right. you know. So if you can get a package and walk away, that's great. You talked something about healthcare. That's one thing that people really need to think more about. You know, mm -hmm. when you're working, like in my company, Rubino and Land Wealth Partners, we pay 80% of the health care premiums. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody thinks about it, but you know what? That's a pretty big number. It's a nice, it's nice a, perk. It's, a, it's yeah. a big number. So, you know, a health, a family, monthly family health plan premium is, I don't know, $2,500 a month, 30 grand a year. Mm -hmm. So that's a $24,000 nut that you don't have to think about. But mm -hmm. if you leave early and you don't have a package and they're not going to pay for your health care and you happen to be 62 and your wife was on your health plan because hers you know, she doesn't qualify or, or hers isn't great, you got a $25,000 bill for the next, you know, three or four years, mm -hmm. right? So we need to be aware of that mindful, you know, how are we going to fill that gap? So if you can get a package, by all means, explore it. Another thing that I see in some of the articles is this idea of a trial retirement. So you sit down and you do the math and you say, okay, this is what we're going to do in our retirement years. We're going to, we're going to have a $8,000 a month budget. That's what we're going to we're survive on. So, but right now we're still bringing in 10 or 12. So why don't we cut back and see if we can live on $8,000 a month and see how that goes. And then we can make our adjustments as we actually get to retirement. Anybody actually take on that kind of a challenge? All the time. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes people bring it up or sometimes we bring it up. We use trial retirement budgets a lot because I got to tell you, most people underestimate what they're going to spend. 
right? Oh, yeah, it's my budget. It's, you know, $6,900. And then if they do a trial run at $7,000 a month, they find themselves spending $8,500 a month. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. We encourage it a lot. You know, if you know you're going to retire, say, in a couple of years, take that trial run now. You know, do the budget, tighten up the belt. Not to say that, you, you know, you want to cut corners or, or deprive yourself of going out to dinner on a Friday night, but live the life that you would think you would like to have when you stop working. See what that number is and then see, you know, because you have time, right? Because if it's not going to work, you have another, say, in this example, two years to figure it out, save more, you know, or maybe cuts back some. But take a trial run while you're still working. That will give you some foundation to fall back on in case it doesn't work and then make some significant changes so when you do ultimately go to retire, it's going to really work for you. Today we're going through a conversation about your retirement date. Is it going to be when you set it? Is it going to be when somebody else set it? Or could you perhaps retire a little bit early? So, Sam, we talked in the early part of the show about some things that could happen. You're 63 you lose your job. There's a downsizing. Or there's a possibility that there's a health event in your life or somebody else's event. These are things that kind of hit you blindsided and you weren't prepared for them. But we want to know, am I actually prepared to retire? That's where you come in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, in, in the recent months with interest rates continuing to go up and up and up, you know, the mortgage business was kind of like close to being dead, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People weren't buying houses because there's no inventory or, you know, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines because everything's so out of control. I'm going to wait for it to come down. People that are ready to buy, they can't find a house or what they thought they could afford, they can't because interest rates now to borrow money is, you know, six and 7% versus four and 5%. So we have clients, we have friends that are in that business. And just recently we did a trial run for one of my good friends who I play golf with, didn't have a hole in one when I played golf with him, maybe, you know, but, but uh, you did. Um, but, you know, one of the things that Pat said to me was, hey, listen, you know, I think I've saved enough money during the boom years. You know, I made a lot and I did the right thing. And I squirreled away some money. I don't know. I think I know, but I'm not sure I can pull it off. I'm 62 years old. I always plan on working maybe till you know, 66, 67 for retirement age for my Social Security but it's not that I want to retire, but there's no business. You know, why even go to the office? You know, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. I'm just twiddling my thumb. So I did a trial run for him. And, you know, sure enough, he can pull it off. So you kind of want to want to see and test that if that is the case. If you're forced, if you are maybe dealing with a health situation where you are thinking about retiring earlier rather than later because, hey, maybe you just want to smell the roses earlier, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in case something happens. You want to make sure that you don't have to go back. As we said earlier, you want to retire once and retire it and do it right, you know? One of the things that we see in statistics is people have an idea of the date or the age that they want to retire. And many times their retirement date is earlier than what they actually had planned because Mm -hmm. of one of these kinds of incidents. So there are different kind of company downsizings. Some of them are, I'm sorry, we're closing our division, you're out. Or there's, as we talked about earlier, we're starting to phase some of these people out and they offer you a package and you didn't see that coming. That would be nice. That would be nice. That's that's the positive side of this whole thing. But then health changes, you know, I have had a number of people that I know that all of a sudden they develop a heart condition 
or there's a hip surgery or something yeah, like that. Yeah. They're out for a long period of time or they have a spouse that their health takes a turn for the or, worse. Or maybe, or maybe you want to retire early to go take care of your exactly. mom or dad who's getting older. There's you know? another one. There's another one. So these are almost crisis situations, Sam, where people come to you with a whole different attitude and demeanor yeah. saying, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Can I do this? Is there enough money? And there's a little bit of a panic going on. Yeah. So you have to say to yourself, now what? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is don't panic. Okay. You know, take a deep breath and let's do an assessment. It's mm -hmm. time for that assessment. You know, how much money have you saved? How far are you away from Social Security? Maybe mm -hmm. you're 62 and we run an analysis to see if it makes sense for you to take Social Security early. You know, you have a reduction for the rest of your life. But maybe you're saying, you say, hey, you know what? I just went to the doctors and I got a really bad report back. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to be here 10 years from now. So, you know, why wait? Yeah, I'm signing up for a reduction in my social security, I have a smaller check, but hey, it's a smaller check for 10 years versus a larger check for maybe only five years. So we run that math to see when you should think about taking social security. You know, maybe maybe it's a grind. Maybe you just don't like your current position. Maybe you hate your boss. Mm -hmm. Maybe you got downsized, but you're not quite ready to go. Can you do something else? Maybe take a lesser paying job for the next few years and, you know, just sort of help supplement that retirement lifestyle and help supplement not having to dip into your savings to pay for medical insurance because you're going to get some health care insurance with your new job. I mean, there's a lot of maybes and, and things that you can think about. Do you have, you know, contingencies in case you need long-term care? And mm -hmm. my response would be if I was having that conversation, one, don't panic. Mm -hmm. And then two, let's take the time, make the effort and do that assessment to see where you are. Well, sometimes I have talked to people and I say, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, yeah. that, that I got out of that grind. I was I was burned out anyway. And and I needed to, I needed to change. I needed to go on to something else. And then they put on the orange apron and they go over to Home Depot and they work for a little while. And then they go. <laughs> I find, know people like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. You know, and they're very happy. You know, or they put on the green apron and they sling coffee over at Starbucks or something or go to work at a sporting goods place or just something that makes them happy for a while until they figure out what they want to do. And sometimes that's all they want to that's do. That's all they want. And yeah. let me tell you, I have some clients, some I'm thinking of a husband and wife client of mine for the last 15 years. They retired maybe 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they're still working of all places at BJ's. You know, okay. they put on, I don't know what color apron they put on, but <laughs> they, they're there. They're that the, the tester. You know, mm -hmm. how would you like to try the stuffed mushrooms? All right. Today? You know, and they love it. They get paid. I don't think they make a lot of money, but... It gives them some purpose. They go and meet a whole lot of nice people mm -hmm, and gets mm -hmm. them out and, you know, they socialize and puts a few bucks in their pocket. And they're loving life mm -hmm. doing something that they really enjoy rather than the grind. But, yeah, to your point, there's a lot of possibilities about retiring early. But, you know, there are some things that you just need to make sure you, you check off those boxes. So I think that in this crisis situation that you may find yourself in, the best thing, as Sam said, don't panic. Come on in. Let's do the math. Let's calm it all down and figure out what we've got to do. And if it means you can retire, fantastic. Yeah. If it means that we need to have a part-time job and that will supplement retirement, okay. Let's go there. Let's let's get you to Medicare so that we can get full-time, you know, uh, health care benefits, all those different things. It just takes a conversation. So give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners or go to our website, 365retirement.com. Click on that button that says talk to an advisor. All right, Sam. So let's move on to uh, a little bit of a happier way of yeah, approaching okay. this. Sure. And that is, hey, 
things are going along pretty good. I'm 62. I was going to retire at 65, but all my friends are starting to retire, and they're playing golf on Tuesday. And mm. I can't play golf on Tuesday because I'm and in I want to play golf on Tuesday exactly. and try to get a couple of hole-in-ones like me. <laughs> <laughs> so We're going to be talk talking about, about your hole-in-one for a long time. Buddy. That's so you, you, you just keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> but the possibility of retiring early, and I suppose there's people who are 62, but there's also people that might be 55 and mm. say, and this brings up a whole different dynamic of planning because now your money got to last longer you got a big check for health care that you got to write before yep. you get to medicare there's a whole bunch to talk about now yeah, isn't there yeah i mean listen retiring at 55 sounds great mm -hmm. but now that means your money needs to last at least probably 10 years longer okay right so instead of maybe 25 30 years maybe it's you know 35 40 years okay so did you save enough mm -hmm. right many of us put money for retirement into pre-tax and tax deferred plans like 401ks, 403bs, tax-sheltered plans, uh, 457 plans if you work for the state. All of those things have certain rules. And if you retire at 55 and you would say, hey, you know what? I was just going to use that money that I saved in my 401k plan. If you've rolled it over to an IRA, you have – it's your money. You can take it out, but you'll have a 10% penalty mm. until you reach 59 and a half. So sort of one hack here that people can take away with, if you know – you need to draw from your 401k and you are not 59 and a half yet, leave it at your company 401k mm -hmm. because there are provisions in current IRS rulings that allow you to draw from that without that 10% penalty. You still have to pay taxes. Okay. We're not going to get away from that. But that's sort of you know something that we want to talk through with your advisor. People have done a Roth conversion. You know, we've been talking about Roth conversions for many, many years, especially when things are down. It's a perfect opportunity. Taxes in the future will probably go up. So let's bite the bullet now, convert that into a Roth, and therefore when you go to use it down the road, it's income tax-free. Mm -hmm. That's all great, fine, and dandy. The problem is it has to stay like that for five years before you can actually take it out income tax-free. So that's so year a Roth by year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you okay. get a Roth conversion recently, you know, you got to – and that's all you have? You can take it, but it won't be tax-free. Okay. So, but it's year by year. So the money that I put in in year one, uh, five years later, I can take out. The Correct. year I put in in year two, another year I can take out. So it's it's accumulative like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. All right. So let's talk about the big thing that is going to get everybody, and that is how much it costs to cover you for health care. You Ooh. just talked about how yeah. you're helping out your employees there uh, with a lot of that premium. But once it's all on your own and you start looking at things like COBRA and, and the private marketplace, man, that's a big number. It is a big number. Make no mistake about it. I don't care where you go looking for health care. It's still going to be a big number. It might be a little bit less if you shop around, but it's still a big number. So if you're retiring at 55, you really need to take that into consideration. You know, how am I going to pay for my own health insurance for the next 10 years? Mm -hmm. Can I afford it? Where can I get it? You know, how expensive is it? You got to run all those numbers and, and do a good job making sure that you've done an assessment before you sort of pull the trigger. And, um, you know, maybe there's other ways to retire at 55 to what we were talking about earlier. Maybe you work three days a week and get a sort of a part-time job or uh, get a job, work at just enough hours to get some health care. So, you know, there are ways to sort of skirt that problem. But, yeah, the main issue at hand is if you retire early, it's a big number to make sure that you have 
adequate health care. I've talked to more than one person, Sam, that says, I'm still working just for health care benefits. I have that situation right here in my office. You know, mm-hmm. we have a young lady who's been working for me for about seven years now. She works four days a week. She's a young mom, two kids. Her husband has his own air conditioning hayback business, does really well. But you know what? She's working for health care. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's one costly thing that you'll have to take into consideration if you want to retire early. The other, Sam, is a conversation we have regularly is how much risk do you want your money at? Because now your money is going to have to last maybe instead of 20 or 25 years. Now we're talking about 30 or even 40 years yeah. if you retire at age 55. So let's talk about how we place our money. Do we have to go at a whole bunch more risk? Uh, we can't give up growth if we're going to be out there for 30, 35 years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. You need to make sure that you hedge against inflation because we know that's there certainly now, but it's always going to be there. So your money needs to continue to grow and grow and grow. You know, tapping into your nest they get 55 can be costly, right? Because mm-hmm. now, one, it has to last longer. So we've already identified that. But two, depending on where your money is, we talked a little bit earlier about tapping into your 401k plan before you're 59 and a half. 10% penalty, yeah. big number, you yeah. know, so we don't want to have to pay that. So hopefully you've done a good job saving elsewhere other than your 401k. And yeah, maybe maybe you like to, we don't want to take on too much risk, but maybe, you know, you, you have just enough to get by and you have to take on more risk by having more assets in equities and in growth. So yeah, that's a, on a case by case situation. Everybody's unique to their own situation. So yeah, it's worth exploring and worth sort of taking a peek under the hood, as they say. And I think that if somebody's going to retire at 55 to 60, they've probably done well in life anyway in order to amass amount of money to do that, to even consider it. So you're probably familiar with what it is to have some money in the market and outside mm. the market, yeah. probably so. Talking about money, you know, one of the things that you really need to be aware of is you're going to end up sacrificing the power of compounding interests. Mm. You know, we know we know Warren Buffett loves compounding interest, right? Mm-hmm. So I just did some numbers. If you are saving a modest, say, $250 a month, $3,000 a year, and between the ages of 25 and 55, earning, let's assume you're in 6%, you would have put in about $90,000 in contributions over those 30 years. Mm-hmm. And at 6%, it would grow to $237,000. So not bad. But if you work just another 10 more years, that 237 now becomes... 464,000 at the same 6%. Okay. Right? Now, you didn't put in that much more. You only put in 30 more grand, but that comes from the power of compounding interest. So, my point is if you're going to retire early, maybe you're not going to be saving more. Maybe mm-hmm. you're not going to be leaving that money alone to have the power of compounding interest. Maybe you're doing the complete opposite and you're drawing it down. So, you just need to make sure, again, you run the numbers, you do an analysis, sit across the table, have a conversation with a qualified retirement planner, and just run the numbers. Going into retirement puts you in a new category from saver to spender. Mm. And, and that's another one. If you're retiring early, you're going to spend more money, Sam, because you probably at age 55, you probably got your health. You're going to do a little more traveling. You're going to do a little more activities. Uh, there's just going to be more drain in those years. you got, those you got a long, years. long life ahead of you. Yeah. you know? that's, yeah. that's the reality. I know, I actually know somebody, a good friend of mine from Bedford, Mass. He retired, I want to say like 50 he was one of the first guys in in the in the web space. He worked for Lycos. He did real well. Uh, he lives a great lifestyle. Plays golf, tennis. You know, spends six months a year in Naples, Florida. I would think he has a big nest egg because he's been living life like that for the last fifteen years because he's in his mid sixties. 
But if you see this guy, he's a specimen of health. Mm -hmm. You know, he's fit. He looks young, tons of energy. You can run circles around me and you together. So that means he might be here for a long time, Mm -hmm. right? So living a long life is great. But the flip side is your money needs to last long. I look at my own, my own situation. My dad died at age 97. Mm-hmm. You and I have had this conversation many times, Randy. Yeah. My mom died at age 95. I guarantee you, if we were having a conversation about planning for retirement, say at 60 years old, and you said, hey, you know what? Let's see how long your money's going to last. And we did a, a, a study and said, hey, you know what? Your money will last to age 85. They would have said, perfect. It's fine. But people live a long life these days, so we need to take that into consideration. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang. Today we're talking about picking that date of retirement. Sometimes we can pick the date. Sometimes somebody else picks the date for us. Sometimes we want to say, hey, you know what, I had that date but I'd like to retire a little bit early. And that's what we're talking about in this segment. If you want to give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, we're right there to have that conversation. What we do is set up a 15-minute introductory call. And you may have been thinking of a lot of these things that we're talking about right now. Let's get some of those questions out on the table. And maybe that leads to us sitting down at the table for that complimentary meeting to build a 365 retirement plan. That 365 retirement plan is really what we all want to know about. That plan is not just, you know, a bunch of papers and graphs and looks fancy. It's a way for us to mathematically test whether you're 55 years old, 60 or 65 years old. We're going to show you and mathematically test and prove to you either you need to save more money because your money's not going to last or, hey, guess what? You're home. Mm -hmm. You're you're scot-free. You're you're going to be just fine. And we all want to know that. We all want to know if our money is going to last us uh, our lifetime. We take into consideration, you know, interest rate projections, inflation projections, how much you need to take out to actually have a net $5,000 a month because that's what you say you'd like to have. But because taxes are going up, you might have to take out $7,200 a month to get that. So all of those things come into play, and that's how we build that 365 retirement plan. We all want somebody to give us the thumbs up and say, you can do it. Okay, so now you make your decision. You want to go back to work? Do you not want to go back to work? Give us a look on the website, 365retirement.com. Click the button that says talk to an advisor, and let's give you that meeting. Let's hope to give you that thumbs up that you can go into retirement. Thanks for listening, and if you have a friend you think would benefit from our information and our podcast, please share the link. Have a great week. Ryan Marston and John Conley are investment advisor representatives of Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sam Lang is licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Rubino and Lang Insurance Agency, LLC, Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.